Well, good morning, everybody. It's good to see you. We, we've lost a couple of the graduates, but that's okay. They literally have a ceremony this afternoon, and uh, they need to get up there, so we'll, we'll miss several of them. But thanks, thanks for hanging out, y'all. We really appreciate it. We're honored by your presence. It's a fun time, right, to celebrate and honor our graduates, to recognize that God is working in and through their lives and, and offers us some fun too, right, as we celebrate who they are. Kay and I have had the blessed opportunity over the last several days to uh, go through several uh, graduation parties and uh, have a, a couple more left. We ourselves have a graduate this time. You saw Sadie. So last one. Thank you, Jesus. We're done with that. So we're celebrating that gift as we uh, get yet another child off into the world and uh, get that gift going, right? It's a fun time. It, it, it's a marker in our lives as well, isn't it? It's literally sort of the first marker of adulthood. We graduate high school and we start to move on with the rest of our lives. Some of us will go on to college. Some of us will go into the workforce. Some of us may go into the military. Uh, but all of it is a, a mark of adulthood and a marching towards adulthood, right? And it's a, a fun time, an exciting time, but it can also be a bit of a scary time. And it's why we need uh, some great wisdom from one of the master teachers about life, Jesus. It's why we can celebrate with Him what it means for Him to be our life source, what it means for Him to give us the sustenance that we need. So part of what I want to do today is share uh, some wisdom, at least I hope, about what Jesus offers us that's geared towards our graduates. They all heard it in the 930, um, but you'll get to hear it now as well because I believe that this wisdom that Jesus offers us is clearly good for our high school graduates, but it's also appropriate and fully applicable to all of us in this room as well. You may know that Jesus, as His march towards the cross, He shares insight with His disciples about what life's going to be like when He leaves how it is they're going to be able to continue their journey of faith and how it is they're going to transform the world by His grace. And a part of that takes shape in John's gospel uh, in the 15th chapter. Jesus gives us a huge bit of insight into the ways we can remain faithful, and it's a blessed gift, and I want to share with you some of that wisdom. Beginning in the first verse, we hear Jesus talking to the disciples using this great metaphor of the vine. He says, I am the true vine. And my Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, He prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. <coughs> Excuse me. If you abide in me and my word abides in you, ask for whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. For some of us, we've heard these words before. For others of us, it may be the very first time, and it's a great analogy about how it is we can find strength and hope and help for the future, that we remain in Christ, that we connect with the vine, the life source. That's what Christ is offering to us. 
And a part of what he shares in this wisdom is, is some good news and a little bit of bad news. And the good news, of course, is He is the source of life. He is the one to whom we need to remain connected and the one for whom we ought to offer gratitude for life itself because He's the vine. And in and through Him, we find life and sustenance and hope. That's the good news, and it's very good news. The challenging news is, is that we're going to get pruned. You like pruning trees, shrubs, flowers? When we do, it's a fascinating deal, right? I mean, uh, I'm kind of the guy who does that at our house, and, and uh, it's fascinating every year when I go to prune the, the roses or go to prune some of the hedges or go to prune some of the trees, uh, I often wonder, golly, have I, <laughs> have I cut off too much? Have I pruned too much away? Is this ever going to come back? And a part of what we see year in and year out is that the pruning is helpful, isn't it? And that the pruning brings more life and it brings more full life and there are more leaves and more flowers and more buds and more blooms and all of the things come forward because of the pruning. But when we think about it in our own lives, we begin to wonder, well, golly, what would that look like? How am I going to get pruned and what will it feel like? And I don't know the exact answer to that. But what I recognize when Jesus is pruning in my life, it means I need to step back, I need to pause, I need to imagine, I need to wonder, am I doing this right? Is this how I should love somebody or care for somebody or offer God's love to another person? Am I doing what I need to do? And I need to pause and give thought to what would Jesus do and how would Jesus do this? And that's what pruning begins to look like in our faith life. And Part of what that means is we've got to look at life and wonder, how do I move forward? How do I love like Jesus loves? How do I forgive like Jesus forgives? How do I offer kindness like Jesus offers kindness? How do I do the right and just thing in the world? And pruning sometimes says, stop that. Don't do that. This is not helpful, right? And every once in a while, we begin to wonder to ourselves, um, golly, I, I, I don't understand, and I feel as though I, I'm stopped in my tracks, and I, I'm not positive what needs to take shape. And that's when we need to realize that we, we don't so much have failures, but we have learning opportunities, right? I haven't done that right, so what can I learn from that? This didn't go so well, so how do I do it differently the next time? And this is a bit of the pruning that we go through as adults and as people in life. And Jesus helps give that to us in a way that will produce life, abundance, joy. But every once in a while, it means stop doing something or start doing something new, right? And then he has this great wisdom where he says, if you'll stay connected to me, if you'll remain connected to my life source, you can do much You'll achieve great things. You'll do more than you could ever imagine, right? And, and so if you'll keep connected, you will have power, really. You'll have capacity. And I think to myself, so how can we remain connected? And the wisdom that Steve gave you is very helpful, students. When you go off to college, man, find a campus ministry. Find a church to connect with. Certainly, uh, connect with Scripture on a regular basis. I mentioned earlier the Version app. I want to encourage you, if you don't already have it, I know many of you do, uh, to have the Version app because it helps you to have Scripture right at hand. It helps you to know that God's there with you, that God's there for you. Those connections make a powerful, powerful difference. 
The Proverbs writer put it this way, if we'll put God in charge, chapter 16, if we'll put God in charge of our work, then we'll actually get that work done because God's the one who needs to guide that work anyway. And so when we remain connected to God, when we remain connected to the life source, it can make a huge difference. And ultimately what Jesus tells us is that if we remain connected, we will bear much fruit. And that fruit is love and joy and peace and kindness and gentleness and faithfulness, right? And when we bear that fruit, it both blesses God and it honors others and it helps us to love more faithfully in all that we do. This is the beautiful gift that Christ offers to us if we'll remain connected to that wisdom, to that insight, and to His love. And when we do, man, there's so much more in life. I begin to glean that if I will remain connected to Christ, if I'll stay in His Word, if I'll understand it for my life, then I begin to see there's other wisdom that can be had. And that wisdom looks something like this. One of those is that life is a journey. It's not a destination. I know you feel like, man, I've I've arrived, I've finished high school, I've completed those steps, and, and I'm good to go. What we've got to recognize is there's a whole bunch of others, right? Can, can I get an amen? There's a whole bunch of other things that come, right? Whether that's the completion of college or whether that's getting our very first full-time paid job or whether that's for some getting married or for others some uh, having children or uh, becoming empty nesters or perhaps even retire. There's all kinds of life stages, and life is a journey, and that's a good thing. Every time we feel as though we have arrived or that we're completed or that we're set, we need to realize there's much more, and this is a gift. It's not a a burden. It's not a, a have to. It's an opportunity, and that becomes the blessing. The Apostle Paul wrote about this in his famous love chapter. I love this. He would, he would give us a great definition of love, a great description of love in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and then at the very end, he, w- he would say this, and it's so powerfully true. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became an adult, I put an end to childish ways. For now, we see only a reflection as in a mirror, but then we shall see face to face. Now I know only in part, but then I will know fully, even as I have been fully known. And part of what Paul is trying to say is we we don't really know the full completeness of love yet. We don't really know how it is we're supposed to live into that, but we will know, and we can know, and we should begin to develop and discover how it is we can do that better every single day. So every new morning, we get the opportunity to live God's love in a new and different way. And we get to see the the, the fruit of what that looks like in how we connect with other people, as long as we'll stay connected to the vine. Now, here's another bit of wisdom that Jesus offers us in, first, in uh, uh, John chapter 15 is um, sometimes plans change. Have you ever noticed that? You, you've got good plans. You all identified where you're going to school and what you're going to study and how that's going to work. And, and we've all had plans, right? And, and if we've lived longer than 18 years, we know that those plans don't always live themselves out, do they? Plans sometimes change. It's why when they do, we've got to remain connected to the vine. Because when we're connected to the vine, we get strength, 
we get capacity, we get hope, and that's what helps us keep going when the plans change. Because every last one of us has had a plan change. And when we found ourselves in a place we didn't want to be or in a direction that we didn't choose or something uh, occurs that wasn't a part of the goal, we've got a decision to make. Do I lose hope? Do I tuck and run? Or do I look for the life source? Do I seek out the help? Do I gain what it is I need to gain, right? Do I figure it out? It's why so many of you have chosen uh, Joshua 1.9 as your your life verse, right, when he tells us that we've got this command from God, right, to be strong and courageous, to not be afraid, to not get discouraged, because the Lord our God will go with us wherever we go. You see, God never promised that life would be perfect. God never promised that every plan would always come to its full fruition, did God? No. But what God did promise us is, I'm there for you. I'm there with you, and I will help you when plans do not go as you thought. And students, this, this is an important lesson. My hunch is you've had something happen that you didn't plan on, right? But God keeps going, and God is constant, and God can always help us. Now, the next wisdom that Jesus points out is true for all of us and we all need to do, and that is simply when the plan doesn't go as we thought, when life isn't as we'd hoped, reach out to God, right? Reach out. We've got to help. We've got to hope. We have a way forward. That's what Jesus is trying to acknowledge for us and why it is so important that we rely on God's Word that we place our trust in who God is. It's why that great wisdom writer in Proverbs put it so plainly in Proverbs chapter 3. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Don't, don't lean on your own understanding. Acknowledge God or submit to God in all of your ways, and God will help you find a straight path. What a gift that is. If only we'll learn to rely on the vine of life and the strength that he can provide. It's a choice, you see. And Jesus was laying it out very simply, very, very directly. Look, I'm not always going to be here. You're not always going to see me. You're not always going to feel me. But if you'll remain in me and keep connected to me, it's going to change your life. And it's going to give you the possibility that you can keep going when life may feel as though it's kicked you in the pants. This is the gift that Jesus wants to offer. Finally, students, I share with you, and certainly for all of us, that we always need to find community. That's what this is, right? When we find it in a small group, when we find it in a a group of people that we can uh, claim uh, common values and an understanding of life and, and faith and why, I want to encourage you to find a faith home, a student ministry, uh, find your tribe. Find people that you can connect with. Part of what I pointed out in the 930, and and I think we could all identify this as well in our lives, is uh, when we go off to college or when we go into the workforce, we will meet people we never imagined, both good and bad, (laughs) both folks we hold things in common and folks we don't. But a part of what we discover as well is that we meet people that uh, we never knew could love us or we them. We meet people that we never expected could change or transform our lives. We meet people who can make all the difference in our world, and we've not yet met them. 
Find your community. Discover the great joy. You know, when the early church after Jesus was dead and raised from the dead uh, and, and beyond who we were and where we were, the early church discovered community. Acts chapter 2 tells us that after the Holy Spirit showed up and, and the season of Pentecost had, had been made real, the early church gathered. And at the very end of chapter 2, it just said all the believers were together and they held things in common and they were there for one another. They were there to support each other, to encourage each other, and yes, even to challenge each other. But a part of that is found in community, in the ways in which we connect. And all of it starts with connecting to the vine, to find our strength and our hope in Christ, and to realize that He's got much for us to share. So class of 2022, I celebrate you. I give thanks for you. We celebrate with you, and we're excited for what the future holds for you. What I also remind you of, and every last one of us of, is there's a vine of strength and hope. There's a connector that gives us all that we need, and we need to rely on it and lean into it so that we can achieve all that God desires for us. Thanks be to God that Christ is our vine. We are those branches, and we find strength and hope from Him. Will you pray with me? Holy and loving God, thank you for the gift of your Son, Jesus. Thank you for the opportunity we have to find our strength in Him, to rely on Him, and to know that He is the source of all that we need and all that we can share. May we indeed hold on tight to Him in all of life's journey so that we can know hope and give hope away. God, this is our prayer. And we lift it in the name of the one, Jesus, whom we know to be the Christ and the source of all life. Amen.